0: Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and Beyond. Well, we are second episode. We've we've made it to round two. Um Andy, what have you been up to? What have you been doing?
1: Well, just before that, I think when we say M62 and beyond, I think you should do it in the style of Buzz Lightyear and go M62 and beyond. Just a just a thought.
0: Well, we'll have a we'll have a competition through the week, and whoever wins gets to do it next week. Then yes,
1: I'm going to practice. <laughs> so, um, well, we're entering the first stage of um, lockdown release, if you like. Yeah, things have been open: golf courses, tennis courts, things like that. We've so we've been uh, we've been busy at work again.
0: Yeah, mega busy,
1: and um, so that's taken up a lot of time. Yeah. But, uh, Apart from that, managed to spend the whole weekend before being back at work, watching most of the NRL and pretty much all of Super League, which was back with a spectacular bang.
0: It was indeed. It was good to have it back. It felt, I just felt like I was getting back into a routine to watching rugby and then I was back at work on Monday, so. Yeah, I think it
1: still makes you sad that we can't go to the grounds and things, Oh yeah,
0: but. but at least it's some sort of fix, isn't it? So.
1: Yeah, especially when you've got, uh, matches one after the other like like Sunday and Friday.
0: Yeah, it makes you uh wish it was like that every week.
1: Absolutely. So where do we start this week then?
0: Um I think <clears> NRL <throat> is it's always a good place to start. There's always always a talking point with the NRL, I think.
1: There is. And I'd like to throw a name in
0: to right. start
1: to start this. Justin Olam. <laughs> Justin. If he had a highlights reel this season, it would consist of him getting up when he thought he'd knocked on and then just throwing the ball under his legs. <laughs> that
0: was round one, wasn't that it? That was round
1: one. Also
0: in... Was it that round one where he kicked... No, that was round two. Oh, round
1: two. That was round two. Round two was where um, the Storm needed to uh, score in the last minute. They had a one set of six... Yeah. And he kicked for some strange reason on the first or second tackle and they lost the ball.
0: That's right. They got that penalty, didn't they? Cause yeah. the From the, the short kickoff because the, the guy encroached in the 10 and they had like a full minute left, didn't they? They, had a full, they could have got a full set in.
1: Yeah. Cue a sparkling rant from Craig Bellamy in the coach's box. Brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. It's
0: always worth it. I would watch a Storm game with a camera just on him for eighty minutes.
1: Yeah. Like when Sky Sports football used to come out and they had player cam and you could watch a you could watch a player just trot around the pitch for fifteen minutes. They should have that coach's cam. Yeah. And it should be mic'd up without any leaping or anything. I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. It'd be a number one show that. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Um and then uh this week, young Justin, last last second of the game against the Panthers 12-10 down last second they've got a th- well virtually a 3-on-1 down the left hand side it comes to Justin all he's got to do is pass it to arguably the fastest winger certainly in the game at the minute perhaps whoever lived <laughs> in the Fox does he pass or does he go himself?
0: Well, he's got to pass surely no <laughs>
1: No he went himself and he and he got held up over the line, and that's one for his highlights real I tell you I can't wait who did the storm play this week i'm not I don't know who they play this week but they
0: play the rabbit uh, uh no actually I don't know that's somebody else I'm not sure who they play
1: oh, but I can't wait for this week to watch what he does this week
0: he can't be playing next week.
1: I hope he does can't drop him just on the basis of three massive errors in a row (laughs) in a row two of which have pretty much cost them four points (laughs) anyway the game itself repeated the grand final brilliant
0: yeah real enjoyable game Um, no no Cleary either for the Panthers so they they went really well I think was he he, uh, Burton I think he was called can't quite remember his first name yeah don't think it was Tim but that might be someone else (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah he yeah. He, he looked he, he got right boot on him. it went miles when he kicked it um but yeah, real enjoyable game um like you say, repeat the grand final was twelve ten in the end, so you know a close affair, yeah,
1: I suppose the um the other glamour game if you like of the weekend was the uh, Rabbitohs and the roosters
0: yeah, what um the, the commentator called the oldest derby in rugby league. I'm not quite sure where he's got that from.
1: No, you see, if he said it was the oldest derby in Australian rugby league, yeah. then he's got a point. But I, like I, I, I just don't think they think that any other rugby league exists, though.
0: No, but I kind of like that mentality in a way. Because it's like, well, come and watch us because we're rugby league.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I find that a bit disrespectful, to be honest, but...
0: Well, yeah, it was, because we've been around here uh, a bit longer, haven't we, so...
1: Yeah, you know, but but that was the glamour game the weekend, the Rabbitohs pretty much made mincemeat of the roosters.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much over. Or chicken over.
1: feed, or whatever, we, whichever way you yeah. want to describe it, but they, but they um, it was an easy, easy victory.
0: Yeah, it was pretty much over by the... First half, really. He
1: roosted. They scored a couple of late tries as well to make the score look more respectable.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously it was a a shame for the Roosters having lost Luke Carey because he's he's been excellent um, start of this season, but it looks like he's not going to play again this year, does it? So he's
1: going to be a massive loss for them, isn't he?
0: Yeah, huge loss. But the you know the the bunnies were were excellent. Cody Walker again was brilliant. Reynolds just was just the, the puppet master in a lot of things and I thought Latrell Mitchell was excellent Latrell Mitchell can beat you in numerous ways He's he's got the strength he's got the footwork but he's also got the hands of like a halfback looks a bit fat though doesn't he yeah do you not know think yeah he looks a bit he looks a bit tubby he's obviously fit enough though isn't he of well, course
1: he is he just seems to be
0: fat oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a bit chunky, isn't
1: he? He is, but I suppose if you can play like that, then it doesn't... It doesn't. You can really look like
0: really what like. you want, can't you? you yeah.
1: Like yeah.
0: But he was excellent, again. Almost sort of Harry Pinner-esque with the way he moves the ball onto his centre or the winger. He just sort of... He doesn't really pass it. He doesn't really catch it. He just sort of floats it along.
1: And he seems to be involved in everything as well, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but if, if he's on... The the bunnies are going to win.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they've got a a really good spine.
0: Yeah, that left hand side as well. The bunnies is is excellent. I think I think they said that all the tries bar one this season so far for the bunnies have come down the left hand side.
1: And it doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. Doesn't surprise me. Any other games took your fancy this week?
0: Um. Yeah. In. It was sort of, it was the Broncos and the Bulldogs. It's, but it was a bit of a wooden spoon again, but I was just sort of, ex, not not excited, I was interested to see how it went. Um, just because I thought, really, I thought the Broncos might be on the up, but then after getting hammered last week, I thought, mm, actually, maybe it's not changed that much. So I was sort of, I thought it might have been a close affair, but it wasn't really to be. Um, after the... He niled the, the bulldogs twenty four nil so
1: And I think we're gonna give somebody our first um our, our our first new sound effect aren't we?
0: Yeah. And that that round of applause goes to Jermaine Asako for one of the greatest steps. Shimmy is I think I've seen. He just left Corey Allen for dead, didn't he?
1: Yeah. It was it was absolutely fantastic. He went left, he went right, he went left, and he just sort of collapsed in a heap. Blackpool Tower moved, everything. Yeah. It was
0: brilliant. <laughs> he he just broke Corey Allen's ankles, didn't he? He didn't <laughs> know what to do, but Corey Allen.
1: Yeah. Um, bulldogs mm-hmm. um, are really struggling.
0: I think we said it last week. They are in for a long season.
1: So, they've not scored for two games now, Mm. right? They've lost three out of three. They've not scored for two games, but they're not bottom.
0: (laughs) It's incredible, isn't it? It's incredible.
1: (laughs) Which then then sort of asks you the question, how bad are the Manly Sea Eagles? Yeah,
0: they don't look good. And I said it last week about Cherry Evans, and I stand by it because. And I'm not just saying, you know, it's all down to him or anything, but he just—it's a bit uninspiring. You've got it in for him. Well, he can he can get call me anytime he wants. <laughs> DCE, if you're listening, yeah. follow we'll get... <laughs> us on Twitter at the Loose Forward Pod, and we'll get you
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yet the dragons who beat the seagulls 38-12 this week. The dragons were well, are they going to win a game? They're going to be pointless. And yet now they've won two out of three. Now admittedly, um admittedly they've they've played two of the weaker teams this week. They played the Cowboys last week, didn't they? Yeah. Um and I think their stiffer tests will come when they play what I'd consider to be top eight opposition. Yeah. But a positive start um, for the uh, for the dragons.
0: Definitely, you know. Um Going into the season, I don't think many had high hopes for them. Um, like you say, it was, will they win a game? Won't they win a game? But to start the season, two out of three, I'd, I think if you'd have said to a lot of the fans, we'll give you two out of three out of the first three games, they'd have they'd bit your hand off her.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've always had a soft spot for the Dragons. Why is that? They're not really my team, but I've just had a, had a soft spot for them. Well, it, it goes back to when... Um, I organised a conference once and uh, the ex Great Britain coach, David Waite, Mm. remember him? It was was a while ago with David Waite. And he was the guest speaker and it was a schools conference. So they weren't interested in anything he had to say, Mm. but I found him fascinating. And he said that he told the story about how he was coach of the Dragons and they were hot favourites for the grand final. And he lost and the abuse that he got from the um from the fans was incredible anyway um he went home he he said he cr- he, he cried all night anyway he he go, he goes out the next morning gets in his car sets off to go somewhere and joy- and as he as he's going out somewhere in the night in the night one of the fans has come and cut his brake his 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 uh, brake cords wow um his brake tubes whatever they call them and he he couldn't stop
0: wow that's a diehard fan, isn't it? <laughs> that's just, wow.
1: That's not a fan, really. That's just a nutter, isn't it? But,
0: that's something you see on a film, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And he said he, he, they, they cut his cables, brake cables. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he couldn't stop the car. But I found it I found it fascinating. I felt so sorry for the guy. Because he actually did a, a decent job as Great Britain coach. Yeah. Um, and he said he was forever known as this uh, bottler in the, N- in the NRL that yeah. couldn't get them over the line in the grand final. Mm. Uh, and could do a red hot favourites I think they lost two on the trot under him, and the second time they, they cut his brake cables.
0: I don't think I'd ever want to be a coach, especially in the NRL. That's Imagine just, just yeah, just eyes on you all the time. But
1: yeah, so um, great game in Canberra. Yeah, and the Raiders thirty-one, Warriors thirty-four, and the Warriors coming back from nowhere and again. You know, as you just pointed out in the uh, in the Broncos game uh, with Jermaine Isarco, similar type of footwork from uh, uh, Roger Tuavazi-Shek, which we've seen before, but it doesn't get boring, does it?
0: No, the guy's a freak. Top and bar, he's just an absolute freak. I think when you look at people who have had great steps in the past, you know, people like Benji Marshall and, yeah. and people like that, I think he... Comes out on top. He's just—I don't, I don't know how he does it. Yeah,
1: he's right up there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, right up there. And he was magnificent because the Warriors came from nowhere. Yeah, they were—they were trailing a hefty deficit, and—and um, and then he puts his little bit of magic in. Tell you, he was impressed with as well. Uh, ben Murdoch, Um wrecking yeah. ball, which made me then think about how much Warrington going to miss him this year. Yeah, that, I, that impact that he I've gives. always
0: liked him. I've always liked him. And I thought when, you know, when he was going back to NRL, you know, he's, he's, Warrington are going to miss him. So it was no surprise to see him do well for the Warriors over the weekend.
1: No, I tell you, it surprised me a little bit and I don't know whether people think it's controversial or not, but um, George Williams seemed to be lighting up the NRL at the moment.
0: Who'd have thought that? Because I know I didn't.
1: No, I didn't. And... I don't know that I'm being disrespectful to George Williams there, but um I certainly didn't think from what I'd seen in Super League over the last you know, the last couple of years that he would have the same impact. I thought he might be one of those people that would be back in Super League in twelve months' time.
0: Yeah, so did I.
1: Um but he really is playing well. Really, really is leading the team around the pitch.
0: And he's playing seven as well, isn't he? Yeah. Which is I know it's it it, it can be just Pretty much the same thing now can't it's six and seven. One
1: side on one, one, one yeah. half on one side of the pitch and one half on the other, yeah. But Yeah, yeah. but
0: there's just this aura around the seven jerseys still, I think, isn't there? And I agree. Yeah. To be given that and keep it and playing as well as he is doing is, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. You know, not only for him but and and the and the Raiders, but for for England as well.
1: But he's playing Really, really well. Yeah. Which again is is great for England and looking forward again to the World Cup. Yeah. Um this year then um
0: And I don't think this is one of them where you go, Oh, he's playing in the NRL, so he must be better than anything that's in Super League. He is genuinely playing well and genuinely at the minute. Yeah. I know it's a long time off, but genuinely should probably be England's seven. Yeah. Or at least six if you want to play you know, like Gale or whatever at seven, but obviously that's a, a long way off. But he he's definitely on the teams.
1: I think it depends what um, what Sean Wayne feels. Whether we've got more options at six or seven, I would think, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I think he's definitely one of the two. Yeah. Um, particularly with his Wigan connections.
0: I think there's definitely more options for six, but you never know. But, but like you say, names that come to mind, you know, Gale, who is class. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So.
1: But absolutely playing really well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Really well.
1: Um, a couple of other games just to wrap up the review. Um, Night twenty, Tigers twenty-four. Um, a bit of a bore fest, really. The only the only thing I would say on that is that uh, Mitchell Pearce was honoured with his three hundredth game. Yeah, and managed to break through the paper. Not like the week before when. Uh, uh, was, was it from it the Broncos? Luke yeah, and he crashed into it, did he? Yeah, and it wouldn't rip. So at least Mitchell Pierce, you know, no, it wouldn't of... have been Luke Brooks. He's no, but it, it was from the Broncos game, wasn't it?
0: Oh, I'm thinking Tigers still.
1: And um, he, man... anyway, he managed to burst his way out of a wet paper bag, unlike <laughs> yeah. the week before. Um, but didn't go, uh, didn't go well. And um, 2024 is not much to say about that game, really. No,
0: but like you say, some achievement getting 300 games and especially for Mitchell Pearce because he's copped a lot of stick over the years and to come out and prove people wrong time and time again is, you know, real credit to him. Subject
1: of the most amazing bit of commentary ever when, and state of origin, didn't they, one year when they said that he was playing like somebody who had a severe learning difficulty.
0: I think it was somebody in the paper, I think it was a journalist in the paper, yeah, but Brilliant quote, nonetheless.
1: He plays like he's got a severe learning difficulty.
0: And yet he's gone on to play 300 NRL games, so credit to him because he's always copped a lot of stick.
1: As opposed to the journalist who's played... None.
0: None.
1: (laughs) Um, We have to mention... Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. My team... (laughs) My team... And I've copped some stick, haven't I, for being a Titans fan for the last... um, well, twelve, fourteen, fifteen years,
0: you have threatened to ditch them about eight times I don't remember that no, I don't think you would, <laughs> but now we're back yeah but well you can't you can't come back somewhere you've never been I think we're top four, yeah, yeah, long way to go, but Holbrook's Titans on the march are walloping. the uh North Queensland Cowboys, who are in a lot of trouble, I think, but 44-8 to the Titans, they're playing some good rugby. Absolutely. Question, I know, don't get me wrong,
1: I know St. Helens fans will be euphoric in winning back-to-back titles, but do you think they miss Justin Holbrook? Yeah. Or... Or as Christian Wolf completely won over the faithful, and so Justin Holbrook is now just a memory. Thanks very much for all your work, Justin. But we've moved on. Or the Saints fans miss Justin Holbrook.
0: I think they miss him absolutely, but I'm not saying that they want Christian Wolf out. I do think they, they have a lot of faith in him. And... So,
1: so what do they miss about Holbrook then?
0: He's just a top guy. <laughs> he's just an absolute diamond. I think when you when you look at the stuff that's said about him, the the way that they played rugby, I think he's different to the way that Wolf plays rugby. More, en-
1: more entertaining, more yeah, out, yeah, more
0: attacking. I hmm. think Wolf has come in and tightened St. Ellen's defense up.
1: It turned into looking at the signings this year, turning it into like a mini Tonga,
0: possibly, possibly. But if I think if that's the case, then he will lose the fans because that's not the way St. Helens have played, and I don't think that's the way they want to play.
1: No, and I can't see that really happening. Not with the likes of not with the likes of Nagama and Percival and Grace and Makinson yeah. in that in that three quarter line. Mat, yeah, I can't really see that, and I think he's probably just tried to add to the um, uh, the beef of the pack. So to yeah, speak. yeah, which
0: was aging, yeah, and did need some new blood. Yeah. But, you know, but I think given the if they had a choice between Wolf and Holbrook, they would pick Holbrook all day. I think you're right. And I just think he had a lot of time for the fans and he was always smiling. I think he'd just come across like he had time for everybody. And that
1: sort of approach, and the reason I say that is that that sort of approach, if you're a coach and you ingrain yourself into that club's culture and the community, seems to be doing the same thing now at the Gold Coast Titans.
0: Definitely. Definitely. His man management must be excellent. As well, because everybody just wants to play for him. But we'll see how they get on. Will he? How will they? How are they going to get on the rest of the season? You know, I know it's early days, but
1: well, if he goes on like this, then he won't be long before he gets a bigger job in the NRL. Will he?
0: Well, they're on about Bellamy leaving the Storm, aren't they?
1: And Bennett can't go on forever.
0: No, Bennett can't go on forever. So Hasler's in a lot of trouble at the Sea Eagles.
1: Yeah, so he seems to be next in line doesn't he for the, mm. the big jobs I think but, yeah. yeah and finally the last game of the the NRL Eels 28 Sharks 4
0: yeah um it was a close affair till the Sharks lost all the bench due to injuries concussions things like that which I think we might talk about maybe a touch more later on but the injuries the yeah. injury situation in rugby league yeah Um yeah. That might come into that segment a little bit more, but it was a, it was I thought it was quite a tight affair really till you know the, the sharks started losing the bench players. Um, but Clint Gutherson, he, what a player he is, King Gutho. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Good goal kicker as well. Yeah, but yeah, I think you're right. I think if you're playing a sustained length of time, just with 13 players in today's game,
0: it's only a matter of time innit, it before. Yeah it starts becoming a bit one-sided yeah
1: absolutely and I think that's what happens particularly if you're playing some like the Eels who are going to um, pounce on every mistake
0: yeah I mean they're going to be top three four it that looks like the, end of the season.
1: It looks like it. They've been threatening that for the last couple of years, haven't they? to It's really...
0: third last season. Yeah,
1: and they, they didn't do themselves a lot the playoffs. They they always look like grand potential grand finalists, don't they? But mm. they haven't really pushed into that into that stratosphere so far, have they?
0: Maybe that just comes down to experience of actually being in those games for yeah. a lot of players, but
1: Yeah. Perhaps so.
0: Mm. Okay. So
1: um, that's the NRL wrapped up and a little few things in, in between. Um, but thanks to, uh, thanks to Bobby, our, uh, our researcher, we might, do you know what? I was thinking about this. We've got, we've got Bobby's stats of the week in a minute, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Right. And I was thinking about this. I thought, did we let him come on and do this? Or, um, in Coronation Street, in, in Steve's taxi firm in streetcars, There's a character called Fat Brenda who's on the switchboard, but you never see her. You've never, ever seen her. And they just talk about, oh, Fat Brenda's off sick today. So Mm. I'm just thinking with Bobby, do we keep him, like, behind the scenes and say, like, oh, these are Bobby's stats of the week, and then we make people wonder whether or not he actually exists.
0: It's like some sort of, like, anomaly or something.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, I think it might ruin it if we actually let him on and do the stats himself.
0: Yeah. Well, I told him the other day he didn't have a face for radio, so...
1: (laughs) To which I was there. Then, to which he replied, "How could you not have a face for radio?"
0: <laughs> so don't trust these stats. If yeah. have got off that so noise. Yeah. No, he does. He does look them up. And so, um, okay. So, without
1: further ado, it is now time for Bobby's stats of the week.
0: I like that. I like these buttons. I like. That. It's good. That.
1: Okay, so, stats of the week. Here we go, he's got four this week.
0: Bloody hell, he has been busy. He
1: has been busy. Um, Three are from the NRL, which is why we're doing them now. Right. Okay, so, um, stat one, the Bulldogs have now gone 164 minutes without scoring a point. Wow. Which they are now well on the way to breaking the record... Well, they've got a, actually, they've got a long way to go yet. The, the record in it is 270 minutes without a point, and that belongs to the Sharks. 270
0: 270 minutes.
1: 270 minutes. That's three and a half games. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they've done two games, and then they score in the 76th minute of the other game, so that's only 164. Mm. But the next two games, they've got the Rabbitohs and the Storm.
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. That so, can't be good for them.
1: No. They should have scored this week. They should have gone six 0 up and, and yeah. they dropped it.
0: Flanagan won it. Flanagan dropped, yeah, it, dropped yeah.
1: it, yeah. Um anyway, that's stat one.
0: Very good so stat.
1: We'll update that next week if it's yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Could be like if some sort of countdown. <laughs> stat two. Twenty five percent of the players who have played for the North Queensland Cowboys have played in Super League.
0: Really? Yeah. So they're like a Super League feeder club.
1: Yeah. I don't know where he's got that stat from, but... Mm. 25%. One in four North Queensland North Queensland Cowboys have played in Super League.
0: I wish one would have been Jonathan Thurston.
1: Yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: Although, when- do you remember we went to... Um... That evening with Jonathan Thurston when he was doing him around here, oh, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, excellent, top guy. Always laughing, you know. I didn't realise how tall he was, to be honest. But yeah, he's about six foot one. Yeah, I honestly didn't realise that. Um, but he said, didn't he? join that night. There was questions um, he, he, during his Q and A. Uh, one of them was like, "Did he get any offers to Super League?" And he said, "Yeah." He did, yeah. And he said, "But I turned it down." And he, it was with Warrington.
1: He said Steve Price had approached him, didn't he?
0: Yeah, um, but he turned it down. Yeah. So
1: that would have been, I mean, not just for Warrington, but super. That would have been, and uh, that would have been a repeat of uh, the Andrew John signing, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. If Definitely. not,
1: if not, even bigger. Mm. But Absolutely. That was, that was, yeah. So, yeah, he, he did say that. Yeah. So twenty-five percent. So we didn't get. Um didn't get Jonathan Thurston uh, in Super League but we did get Matty Bowen
0: yeah yeah so old concrete boots yeah I'm sure
1: he has fantastic memories of the 2014 Grand Final I think
0: yeah I don't think I've ever seen him get off the ground to catch (laughs) a bomb. but yeah and Lachlan Coop now as well two fullbacks absolutely yeah two fullbacks there
1: yeah so (coughs) interesting one Mm -hmm stat 3 right the melbourne storm are 11th are they really? they are they're 11th and it's only the 10th time in 10 years that they've been outside the top 8
0: that's incredible
1: it is in the nrl isn't it
0: yeah that's incredible
1: we're not talking a we're not talking like a um Leeds, Rhinos, St. Helens, Wigan Warriors, Warrington, Wolves, are we? You know, where it's it's a little bit more... um, uh, Across the board, it's a little bit more even, isn't it? Yeah. But that's the... Yeah, only the 10th time in 10 years they've been outside the top eight. Wow. In a 16-team league.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. there you go.
1: And the final start of the week, say what you want about Toronto Wolfpack... But they remain undefeated since March the eleventh, two thousand and twenty. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> well,
1: you know. Well, you haven't got an answer to that one, have you?
0: Not really. I didn't and, expect you were, and you that were expecting
1: step. that was the last stat, were
0: you? No, I wasn't. No.
1: So, thank you, Bobby, for that. Um, and uh, that they were Bobby's stats of the week.
0: Well, thank you, Bobby. Right. Challenge Cup draw happened this week. It did. I love the Challenge Cup; it's so special. You see,
1: see, obviously, I'm a lot older than you, and a lot, a lot, not that, yeah, a lot. Right now, when I was young, similar with the FA Cup in football, the Challenge Cup was the thing because the fans had the day out at Wembley. It was a community thing. Everybody went along from different clubs, which they still do to a certain extent. Although I do think on that, I do think that Magic Weekend has put paid to that a little bit, which is why I think partly over the last two or three years that we've seen reduced crowds at Wembley because I think the fans day out, the community day out has perhaps now become the Magic Weekend or the the summer bash. Yeah. Uh, Whereas because I think Things are more accessible in where Magic Weekend is rather than having to go down to London. Yeah. So I think perhaps that's had a perhaps had an effect on the Challenge Cup attendance.
0: We can make a, a proper weekend of rugby league out of the Magic Weekend, can't you? Mm. you can see, you know, six games stay the weekend. A lot of people might only go for the day yeah. to, to Wembley, and I think yeah. you know prices of even like prices of trains and things like that, which are it, I think stops a lot of people going to London as well
1: yeah and there always seems to be loads of motorway road work down the M1 and things don't they so yeah. yeah but anyway what I was saying was was that uh, when I when I was young the, the, the day out at Wembley winning the Challenge Cup was the pinnacle yeah perhaps more so than winning the league or what was the Premiership playoffs at the time with the top eight
0: mm. but
1: winning the Challenge Cup people remembered it people remembered the great finals of you know, um, you know, Wigan and Hull in 80, was that 85 I think. Right. Um, uh, the, the Hull and Old KR finals in the early eighties, uh, eighty one, I think it was, or eighty, eighty one, might have been both actually. Um But yeah, but the, the, people remember those sort of finals, Bobby's bombs in ninety six for St. Ellens and Bradford. You know those those sort of things, and and now it seems to be. I hope it doesn't become like the FA Cup in a second rate competition where. Teams make lots of changes, and it doesn't become the focus of what they're about. Because in rugby league, we've got three trophies to play for. We've got we've got Super League, we've got the Challenge Cup, and we've got the League Leaders Shield. Yeah. And and the League Leaders Shield doesn't doesn't get as much priority or as publicity as it should do.
0: No, I mean, <clears throat> takes St. Helens in 2019 when they, they won the point by a record margin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it was sort of brushed over. Um, I think, and there's like you said, there's not enough um recognition. No, if you if you win the league, the league, if you
1: finish top, you're the best team in the league. Yeah, over that twenty twenty seven games, whatever we're playing.
0: Absolutely, and I think there should be more made. Yeah, absolutely. Um, about it. But you know, sticking with the Challenge Cup. I love the Challenge Cup, I think it's magic. It's also, in my opinion, the best looking trophy in any sport.
1: Absolutely agree.
0: It's beautiful.
1: It is. It is.
0: We had our pictures
1: taken with it once, didn't we? Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, absolutely fantastic, yeah.
0: It's I, stunning. I totally I
1: absolutely yeah, totally agree with that. I never really thought of that before, but yeah, you're absolutely right. And then at the other end of the scale, um, we've got we've got the draw tucked away on a website somewhere um, that's then delayed because they've got technical difficulties, and it always seems to be with rugby league.
0: It was sort of like not poetic, but it was just, it just summed up rugby, like, oh, it's it's too windy, so we're going to have to delay the, the broadcast, well, get us a studio. Yeah. That poor little rugby league left out in the cold and windy rain.
1: <laughs> on a balcony in Warrington. Yeah. <laughs> just
0: yeah.
1: give us a studio. Victoria Park in Warrington. Yeah. yeah.
0: Give us a studio. But
1: it's typical, and I know we're going to come on to this in a future episode, but it's typical of the sort of gaps that rugby league make, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's like, you know, I remember when they announced the uh, they announced the Great Britain or an England squad somewhere, didn't they, on the same day that Gareth Southgate um, announced the squad for the World Cup, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that and it just went completely unnoticed. No, it's just. <laughs> but anyway, you're right. But yeah, so we had so we had the TV gap. Anyway, we eventually got the um, the draw done uh, yeah. by um, Oliver Dowden, the Culture Secretary, who I think was doing it because the Victor- uh, Victoria Park had got some lottery funding, some. Uh, um, some Department of Culture Media and Sport funding, hadn't it, for the um, for the ground, which I think is why why he was there. I think, yeah. Um, and he was uh, he was uh, doing the ground and uh, doing the draw, should I say, and um, putting the balls in a, in a very sort of like Rod Stewart way in, the, in the, into what the a, into the tub in the first place. Was not it? What
0: a classic draw that was. Well,
1: I think we should get Rod Stewart to the next draw.
0: I do. Just give him a bottle of tequila or something beforehand. And just let him draw and do what he wants.
1: Yeah. Well let's look at the draw, shall we? Yes. Instead of waffling on about um Gantries and Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart, <laughs> yeah. Um Okay. So let's just let let's go down let's let's go down the draw. What about what's the standout? There's not much argument, I don't think, is there?
0: Oh Saints and Leeds, innit? Tied around.
1: Yeah. Um what I've read today makes things really interesting, and would have made things even more interesting if there had been a crowd. Kyle Eastman didn't play last week, and he's not going to play. To, he's not going to play this weekend, apparently, and he's in line to make his debut for Leeds away at Saints in the Challenge Cup.
0: That would have been interesting with a crowd.
1: I'm sure he would have got a, an absolutely thoroughly warm round of applause and a round a warm welcome from the um, Saint Helens faithful, wouldn't he?
0: Yeah. No, no, why is that? I think the fashion in which he left. Um, I know when he got announced, and you know, he was coming out and he did that interview. Um, I can't remember who it was with. Um, but uh, he was basically saying, um, that. He, yeah, he sort of brushed over him, saying, "Oh, yeah, uh, you know, I've made mistakes and things like that." But he sort of just blamed the Saints fans for him going to rugby union. Um, and you know, looking at some of the Saints forums and speaking to a couple of people, they were they were upset that actually the the ate him because he was like flicking V's at them. Leave mm. And be, just before he left, so
1: there's no way back for a player after that, is there? No, really? it doesn't
0: matter what club you're at, who you are. If you do that to the fans, there's no coming back. You're so, paying your wages. Yeah. So yeah, I think rightly so he would have got a yeah the biggest booing since Gary Connolly probably.
1: I think you're right. Yeah. We're not going to go too much into the draw, are we? Because we're going to do a, a proper preview on this next week. Because before the yeah. draw, so yeah, we're just doing a bit of a reaction today. Um one of the other interesting ties I think is uh, Lee versus Huddersfield. I think that's a really close one to call. Yeah, to that honest. could be a good one. Um we're going to come on to their performances
0: later on later but,
1: on, but I think that's um I think that's a really interesting tie.
0: Yeah, I do as well. Um Lee looked you know good at the weekend, so Huddersfield didn't I think People expected a little bit more than from them, but yeah, a real interesting tie. Yeah. Um
1: uh, another all super league tie, Catalan versus Wakefield.
0: Yeah, again, that could be um a decent tie. Yeah. Um I thought Wakefield looked pretty good for the most part against Leeds, um and and Catalan as well. Um you know, I know it's first round and things like that, but again, that could that could be a real good tie. If it's played in... Will it be played in Perpignan, you know?
1: I don't think so, because I think they've got travel, the, the restriction. travel restrictions. I think they're probably going to have to play over here, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. so... I, think so. Um, I always worry about Catalan when they play over here anyway, because they just seem a different side they're at home, don't they? So if we were yeah. saying that was in Perpignan, I would say that might be one-sided, but... yeah. If they're having to play over it, it could be a real good tie. Yeah, it could be.
1: One that I always think should be a Super League tie is Salford and Witness. Yeah. Um, that'll be that'll be interesting. Although I would think that Salford will be too strong.
0: Probably now, yeah, yeah. Um, with where Witness are at the minute. It's good to see them have got this far, though. Yeah. It would be nice to see them get further. You know, you were talking about the history of the Cup and things like that. Yeah. Well... I don't think you can talk about history cup without mentioning some of the witness teams. From, from the past. Absolutely. Um, so it's always nice to see them in the the, the Challenge Cup. Yeah. Um, the other one for me, which I think might be quite interesting, is uh, Hull KR and Castleford. Repeated the
1: 1986 final with the Beardsmore brothers for Castleford when they lifted the trophy. Yeah, which I think with the last time they lifted it.
0: Could well be. They, well, they so. made the final a few years ago. Didn't yeah, I think, they? No, I think that was the last time. I think
1: the last time. That's the last time that Castleford won the cup. I think.
0: Yeah, sorry, I I had a bit of a brain fart then. Yeah, Yeah, um, but again, all KR, obviously had a a decent second half uh, this week, but uh, an all-Super League tie, I think is always going to be quite interesting in the cup. Yeah, Featherstone-Hull? I think there's only one winner there.
1: You'd expect Hull to be too strong, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, you know, I know there's a lot of talk about Featherstone, maybe... Um, of, of having the chance in Super League with, with everything that's happened and a lot of people were calling um, for them to take the place of Toronto having lost to them in the, the, the uh, championship yeah. final. Um, but I think a little bit too strong there. And then
1: we've got the last two. Uh, Warrington versus Warrington B <laughs> in Swinton. Yeah. Um, so that'll be... Uh...
0: Again, I think that'll be similar to the... Um, Featherstone, Hull one. Warrington should be too strong. But, you know, it goes back to the question of what you say of, does the league become more important than the Cup? And how many changes do these teams make? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that's right. And then the last one, uh, which is, I think, is live on television. or oh, you're going to tell us where it's live, I think, aren't you? Which is... Um, York versus Wigan.
0: Yeah, um that will be free to watch on um The Sportsman mm-hmm. Excuse me, which is just um
1: It's nice.
0: <laughs> it's just come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I I've seen it on Twitter. I, I've I follow on Twitter, The Sportsman, it's just you know like a, a sports feed. But I think they focus on more things like horse racing, uh boxing, darts Okay. The league is one of the ones that they focus on. I think they did something similar. Um, I'm pretty sure it was with York in one of their earlier either Challenge Cup games. Um, mm. But it'd be free to watch on The Sportsman, um, on their YouTube channel and on their Facebook channels. Excellent. So, I mean, that's
1: good because I think, um, you know, I had, a, I, I had a, a sneaking longing, I think, that York were going to get picked as the... Um, the new team in Super League.
0: I was a bit like that as well.
1: Um, perhaps a bit early for them, but it'd be great to see the the facilities that they're set up against, you know, against a, a you know, a real sort of like, you know, top of the mill side. Yeah. And I think that'll be really good. And they had a good win to get through as well. Um it was uh, a close it was a, a defensive game and they played uh, London yeah, um, who, who I think again too, uh, yeah.
0: One of their names that was being thrown about Super League. So yeah, it yeah, was time. So they had, a good, they had good time. a good win in
1: that in what can only be I suppose described as the the, the dick turpin derby, I suppose.
0: Oh god. <laughs> the Dick Turpin Derby. I like it though. York versus London <laughs>
1: uh, I thought you'd like that. I did yeah. like that. Okay. So Challenge Cup, we'll we'll delve more into that next week, won't we?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So we're going to move on. I think one of the features that we've got this week, we're going to do a bit of a, we're going to do our normal uh, predictions and uh, previews uh, for Super League yep. to the end. Um, but I think we're going to we're going to delve into something that's I, I think is getting a little bit worrying. I think, which is the the injuries situation
0: seems to be more and more um, every week, doesn't there? Why? It, yeah, pff, I think for me, um, there seems to be a lot of HIAs and a lot of concussions um, and things like that. And the, the protocols that are in place are obviously really good and are there to, to try and protect players the best they can.
1: Yeah, because player safety is is paramount.
0: Absolutely. You and don't have players, you don't have a game, do you? And,
1: no, and that's you know, we need to look after individuals and, and people. You know, they're there to entertain us at the end of the day, but but their health their health and their safety is, is is paramount.
0: Absolutely, but every time I watch it there just seems to be more and more HIAs and you know, does does that come down to players are getting bigger and bigger, aren't they? And they're getting stronger and they're getting faster and yeah. when is enough when does a player become too big? But how do you stop that? Because you can't cap a player f- at a certain weight. It's you know, it's not horse racing or whatever, is it? You no, can't. That's right.
1: Well, if you go back to the start of the two thousands, let's say, like the late nineties, two thousands, and you look at a winger like Leslie Vinercolo, yeah, he was absolutely huge, and he. Changed the way that wingers were defined. He he would bring the ball out more from the back as they do now. Yeah, but also his was a um, a crash ball ten yards out. You're not stopping me because the other winger, you're slender, you're quick, but you're not stopping me because I'm going to run over the top of you. Yeah, and now if you look at wingers now, and I think Ryan Hall's a good example, isn't he? You know, Juley you look at McGilvery. As well. J- McGilvery. You know, you look at the wingers now and. A lot of them, you think, well, actually, you could play in the second row.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know,
1: so the game...
0: Even players like Tommy Makinson could probably do a job in the second row. Mm. I know he's not as big as the other two. They're more of a um, sort of sprinter's sort of physique, aren't they? Like, they, they, they are big.
1: Well, he, he brings the ball out a lot for St. Helens, doesn't he? And he's invariably the top metre maker. Yeah, and And that's the case with a lot of wingers now, a lot of two and fives now. Bring the ball out, and the first two or three sets, they're bringing they're bringing the ball out, aren't
0: they? Yeah, and although he is, you know, um, a smaller frame than Vanacolo, McGilvery, Hall, you compare him to. I know we're going back a, a long time, but like a or um or uh, Brian Bevan, and mm. how slight frame they were. Yeah. I know yeah. that's a long time ago. I know you're yeah, someone then, like
1: Des Drummond at, at Warrington like that the yeah. AU, they were they were they were nimble, they were athletes. He is but they Tommy, were speedsters weren't yeah.
0: They? But he's he's got a proper athlete's frame and he's strong and he's quick, Tommy Macinson. so even he, who you would might consider a, a, a smaller frame compared to some of the wingers, he's still doing yeah. a lot of damage. But you, how do you you know, how do you stop all these HIAs because I, I don't want to be controversial here,
1: but and I don't probably don't want this to sound the way it's gonna come out, but I always wonder about some of the tactical perhaps not HIAs, but perhaps the tactical injuries that that seem to happen more and more now in teams own own ten own ten meter area.
0: Where they send the doctor yeah. on and they have to stop playing, I mean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Particularly vital times of the game. Um two points in front with seven minutes to go, that sort of scenario. On, yeah. the, ba- on the back foot, they might have had two penalties against them. Yeah. And, and it's giving them a breather.
0: And that's the other side of all these protocols. Are players taking advantage a bit? Not sure. It's hard to say. It's a hard, it is, it is it, difficult to say.
1: Is it players taking advantage or coaches taking advantage?
0: Probably more coaches. Because mm. I think when you're playing, you're focused on... That moment, you don't think, oh, I'll go down here. Yeah, I can get placed up here. Yeah, I don't think you think that. I've never thought that when I'm playing. I know it's different at an amateur level, but I've never. I'm I'm focused on who I'm marking, how we're lined up, how they're lined up, what's going to happen. I'm yeah. focused on that when I'm, you know. So, yeah, but you're right. I'm not sure, but you know, there's there's a big question over how do you stop these head knocks and all these injuries
1: well one of the one of the things that's obviously having an effect I think is um, the rule changes
0: yeah well and, this is the the other type of injury isn't it or the the muscle pulls and tears and ligaments and things like that
1: that are happening when players are more tired yeah um, yeah because I mean it, and it's not just this year it, this is a gradual thing that's happening because for some reason the the
0: uh,
1: they've wanted to speed the game up haven't they yeah, so much each year. Oh, we'll do this to speed the game up. Oh, we'll do this to speed the game up. And then I've always thought, does the game need speeding up? We've had this a few years ago because a few years ago there was a um, speeding the game was was teams going down um, really from from quick play the balls and, and scooting from dummy halves. Yeah. Now that's been put to bed a little bit by this constant wrestling and. Then players sort of hanging on until until they say move until the referee says move. So it, there are certain bits, but then you look at rule changes that are designed to speed the game up, and you think, are players able to cope with them? So one one the, the obvious one for me is the uh, the set restart six again.
0: Yeah, I mean that's sped the game up no end because you don't get that breather while you kick for touch mm. or you take. The two are... Oh. My
1: problem is with that, I can never quite see what what the six again's for and it's just gone and it's an instant and then the the hooter blows and I'm thinking, what's that for? I can't... And, a com- yeah. and commentary doesn't, doesn't know because they just it, say, oh, they just six say oh, six again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what that's for. I haven't seen anything in that. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so the six, the six again rule is certainly, I don't think he's helping the player welfare.
0: No, well, according to um Super League website, um, after they brought in the, the six-again stuff, the average ball in play time um, since the restart was 63 minutes and 20 seconds. Wow. That was a 10-minute rise on pre-lockdown numbers, which was at 53 minutes and 12 seconds, and 11 <clears throat> minutes up on the 2019 season. And I
1: think I'm right in saying... I don't know whether the figures have changed now, but I think in football, I think the ball on average is in play for about 50 minutes of the 90. And in Rugby Union, I think it's something like 37 minutes.
0: Yeah. You know, and it's it's great to sort of... Um...
1: Can we just stop there and just have a go at rugby? Just take that in a minute. 37 minutes.
0: That's embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. Of a ninety-minute game, eighty. Uh, sorry, eighty-minute game. I was thinking football. Oh, well, they do
1: play ninety because they carry on for about five minutes at the end of the eighty till till it goes out or something. Till the scrums
0: finished. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. Um, you know, it's great to brag about. Oh, look at how many minutes we have our balls in play for. I mean, I was. It's always been higher. Yeah, it has. But when it when you think it starts affecting the welfare of the players, um, that's when it becomes a concern, I think. Doesn't and, it? and
1: therefore, affects the product. Yeah. For the because spectator. you don't
0: get to see these stars. Look at Wigan on the weekend. Jai Field, all, all Wigan supporters are excited to see him. Mm. He lasts, what, 15, 20 minutes, if that, and he's out for five months. Yeah, and I
1: think, I mean, from us, I mean, best wishes to Jai Field on his recovery because, I mean, from what we've just read um, from the physio's report and things that um, it, I think this doesn't the, the, the muscle has tore tore off the the, the pelvis.
0: So yeah, so yeah. That's I mean, what just even
1: thinking about that makes you clutch the back of your leg, doesn't it? And think, you know, ouch.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we we back with a broken leg before that. Yeah. Well, that sounds a really, really nasty injury.
0: And I know that might be, you know, an isolated injury in in, in this what we're talking about, because obviously it was yeah. the first game of the season and it was quite early on. But the, he's not the only one, you know, who gets these types of injuries, and it's all. I think it's all down to, like you say, set restarts, um, the lack of scrums, especially. Um, Post lockdown, um, because it's just constant.
1: I mean, things like I, I, I get some of the rule. Like we had forty twenty that used to be a scrum, yeah. and it'd be a scrum attack if you get a forty twenty. Yeah. Now it's a tap yeah. I don't think that makes an awful lot of difference, but but it's something else that's just been brought into you know. Well, uh, are
0: they not doing scrums because of COVID? Because in what world does that make any sense? How can you go and how can me and you go at each other for 80 minutes, tackle you, be on top of you, and and basically be in your face for 80 minutes?
1: But not have a scrum? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And my worry is that long-term, that scrums will disappear. Yeah. Or, or they'll, they'll you know... Um...
0: Which we don't want, because obviously... Obviously... When you think of rugby, you think of scrums. Not 10-minute ones like that other lot, but
1: yeah.
0: and it's still part of the game. And then we
1: brought stupid things in, like 2040. Yeah. You, I started on my own this week. Do you know how many 2040s were attempted in the NRL last season when they brought it in? No. Three. <laughs> do you know how many were successful? One? None. Ooh. So I don't think that will make that much of a difference, to be honest.
0: No, twenty. It just no, seems a just silly, silly rule.
1: It seems a rule, for having a say. People of it, but...
0: don't try forty twenties a lot. No,
1: well, let's. I mean, like the injury stuff. I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll just have to, you know, keep an eye on it. And but and I think the question we'll for things, it.
0: yeah, the questions for things like um, the muscle stuff and things like that is how quick is quick enough?
1: Yeah, and the alarming rise in what you'd call collision, collision injuries.
0: Yeah. Do we have to change the rules on tackling techniques? Do we have to change the rules on how you can run the ball in? Because I know there's some um, players that have cop stick for like sort of leaning in with the shoulder, aren't they? So do we change? Yeah. We've got to look after these players.
1: Again, bigger benches, number of interchanges again. Yeah,
0: you know, they they they, they lowered the interchanges. Do we Mm. take it back up to give players. Uh, more of a rest and
1: particularly in, the, in like these rule changes yeah yeah
0: during the especially during these rule changes yeah. the, you know set restart, I mean, I do like the set restart, but if it starts affecting you know if you can get links to it affecting players' yeah. bodies okay. because it's constant, then yeah. it needs to change, doesn't it yeah okay um, then.
1: yeah, so finally this week, finally we're going to just come to. Um, this week's um, review and preview quickly. Yep. On uh, just to finish us off this week, um, good wins, good wins for the champions this week. Twenty nine six against Salford. They looked solid in defence. I thought, um, and again their new signing that was one of our ten to watch, uh, uh, Iggy Parsi. But he went off injured with the, with an HIA.
0: Yeah, but just did, did look quite exciting when he came on. So. Yeah. Yeah. interesting to see how he goes throughout the season but yeah Saints look good started where they'd left off again Um I did think maybe the scoreline flattered Saints ever so slightly because I did think that Solford give it a real good go and I thought they, they looked did. okay
1: they did cracking game after that Lee eighteen nil up, eighteen well, they were eighteen nil up, but they were thought they were gonna go in eighteen nil at half time, and all of a sudden it's eighteen ten at half time.
0: Yeah, those those two late tries in the first and, half killed them, didn't they? And then well yeah. then they
1: had two again in the second half, Wigan, where they scored two in really quick succession. Yeah. So you could argue that Lee had a really good sort of what, seventy six minutes? Yeah. Um but great start for Lee. Um pity from from the leader's point of view, they couldn't have held on.
0: No, I mean I want Lee to do really well, even more so since I saw Blake Wallace's hair. That mullet yeah. is phenomenal. Permed mullet. Yes, please.
1: He's like, right? He, he's like an NRL player of the 1970s. When you watch these when you watch these uh, repeats of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um he, he's like a throwback to the 70s. And especially when you pair, he's, he's um, halfback partner in Joe Mell has got hair down here as well, like, yeah, it's a proper 70s throw, about that,
1: yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, he, no, absolutely, he's he's that's great. You, he, he should be wearing cotton shirts and a little short, you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's just
0: long sleeve, three quarter sleeves, three quarter, oh, bring back three
1: quarter sleeves, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, but no, you're right, he's just, uh, yeah, that's that is absolutely haircut of the week, yeah, brilliant.
0: So, the minute he cuts it, I'll just want Lee to. Not do as well. So yeah, fair enough. Blake, if you're listening, just keep your air there Keep your air, that's
1: good, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Wakefield and Leeds. Wakefield off to a, a good start. Leeds having to to come back again.
1: Yeah, better than I thought they'd do. Wakefield. Wakefield, yeah. yeah. Better yeah, than I thought they'd yeah. do. And um, again, I, I'm, I'm glad again for Wakefield. I think that that's good, and yeah, you get a bit of a rough a, a rough ride. I think sometimes, and it, it's good to see them if they did well, and particularly for Chris Chester, I think
0: definitely. And 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 then when you look at, at Leeds and their three-quarter line, really pretty much the whole three-quarter yeah. line is is out. No Hurl, um no um, Newman or uh, Handley or Walker. Yeah. I think there was only Briscoe, you know, in the the squad numbers one to five. Yeah, number two, Briscoe. So all the others were academy players and, and yeah. makeshift. So they and did I, well. And to I'm come old back. enough
1: to remember when Tom Briscoe used to be fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Catalan
1: Hulk Kr, what a surprising game that was!
0: Very surprising.
1: Twenty-eight four. Hulk Kr going nowhere.
0: They had absolutely no business whatsoever to make it twenty-eight. And well, then... Ryan unfo- all that trick and...
1: Yeah. And then, unfortunately, you sort of think, hmm, well, what was that for?
0: Exactly. I'm not quite sure I'm a, a massive fan of Golden Point. Um I think if you've
1: earned... If you've come back like that over 80 minutes and you've earned the, the share of the spoils, I don't see the harm in that, personally.
0: No, to, to come away with a point each. I think there's there's a couple of things that you could do. You could maybe... Get a point each, and then whoever wins golden point gets an extra point. Yeah, or you could do it sort of um, American football style, where because they have, I think they have like a golden point thing, um, but then the the team that concedes first then gets a set to oh, try to, and, to get, try a and point get it back.
1: I thought you meant they all had to put helmets on for golden points. <laughs>
0: That'd be all right. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, I, yeah, I think if you if you've earned that right and you've come back from twenty eight, four down, and you and you've you've got there, then perhaps you should get a uh, get something you out of it. Yeah. Um no, I think it was but it was a but it was an excellent, excellent game, an excellent fight back from Ulkayan and, and again uh gives them some some hope going forward for this week. Yeah, definitely. Um one of our ten to watch last week was Huddersfield's back row. Um I hope nobody did watch them this week against Hulk because <laughs> Huddersfield were shocking, really, I thought. And and I think Ian Watson will be really disappointed with their performance.
0: Yeah, yeah, Huddersfield to finish second prediction uh, didn't get off to a very good start, did it? Plenty of time yet. jG <laughs> team.
1: Plenty of time. Yeah. Um, um, but but yeah, no, you right. Thanks for reminding me about that as well.
0: That's okay. I'll just remind you every time they lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was quite underwhelming. I, I mean, I did say to... Um, to you and I can't remember if I said it on the show last week. Um, I did think they would get off to a bit of a slower start with all the new players. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, and again, they didn't have Aidan Caesar, who seems to be just some sort of talisman for them. They don't have him; they don't seem to win. Um,
1: no, they had the young lad Cogger, didn't they? In the in the hardest. Yeah, so
0: obviously, Caesar's a massive miss. But you know, on the on the other side of the pitch, Josh Reynolds, I thought look yeah. quite sharp.
1: I, I know I've asked you this question, and I don't know the answer to this. Cogger. I would do, I uh, there used to be a player in the eighties, nineties, John Cogger, who played for Oldham. Um I, I just wondered if he was related.
0: I don't know. I
1: don't know. If anybody can let us know, that'd be that that'd help me sleep at night anyway.
0: Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um Josh Reynolds, um I thought he looked quite good. He looked interested, that was the the main thing I took away from it. So Yeah, Um, and looked like he really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I think he got man of the match, did he? Yeah,
1: looked really good. And then the last match of the weekend, Castleford and Warrington. Um, Surprising result for me, but Castleford looked looked solid. Um, The only solid thing that I thought about Warrington was probably Greg Inglis doing the commentary on Sky.
0: Yeah, he did look a bit solid. Well, he didn't look solid, really, did he? Um, No. Um, a bit podgy
1: yeah, and they say he's ready for round three or four is it four well, or five five or six or, six or seven six. <laughs> this season
0: Well, I hope so it only Sander one year deal, did not
1: he? All right well yeah I don't, I'm not sure about that, but Castleford on that game played really well. Niall Evels I thought one of our 10 to watch, I thought had a really really strong yeah uh, really strong game. I thought he was instrumental in everything that Castleford did. him and Jake Truman, I thought, ran the show.
0: Yeah, Warrington um, just didn't really get going, did they? No. Um, Austin didn't look great. Widder poked his nose through once or twice. Josh Charnley. Is Josh Charnley finished? He doesn't really seem to have been the same since he came back from Rugby Union for me.
1: No, no. But he kept him to missing the ball, didn't they?
0: yeah. Trying to
1: swipe it out. And... Was it
0: the 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 one that Oliver Holmes pounced yeah. on? Yeah,
1: and then he did it again later, but they got away with it. But um, it just doesn't
0: seem to be the same player. Mm,
1: perhaps so. Perhaps it's catching up with him a little bit now. Maybe. I don't know, because he's always been a what I've thought to be a try machine.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've always thought he was a good player. You know, especially when he was at Wigan and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so yeah, they cast ended twenty-one okay. twelve. Cast um, moving on to. Uh, next week, finally this week, uh, we're going Wakefield Easter and also
1: Easter weekend. Only one games now at uh, Easter. Yes, no Good Friday, Easter Monday games. And again, bearing no. in my mind what we've said about injuries and player welfare, at first I thought like, as a fan I felt a bit cheated about that. But now I actually think, yeah, actually, Easter I, I Monday probably... when
0: they scrapped Easter Monday, I was quite annoyed.
1: But now I, I, I probably. Agree with it now?
0: Yeah, I had the same thought process really because I always thought Easter Monday was part of our heritage and yeah, it was it was a real exciting feature. Plus, I got the day off work to go and watch rugby. So
1: yeah, so apart from that, yeah.
0: Well, now I'm stuck at work, so thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot.
1: Super League. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a quick prediction, quick run through of predictions this week.
0: Yeah, we're going to you Want to kick us off?
1: Um, I think we're going to have to play for more than forty minutes this week. Yeah. Um, Wakefield did well but I can only see one winner there uh, we're going to tweak these out these predictions as well I think aren't we yep um, so I think I think Wigan by 16
0: I think it might be closer than that because I think they've got a few knocks and um, Wakefield looked alright to me Well they look better than I thought so I think it'll be Wigan by 8
1: okay um, Hull KR versus Saints
0: well I think if Okay, K.R. started the way they did against uh, Catalan and give Saints that sort of lead. Just, there's, there's no way they're coming back from that.
1: No, I think if they went 28-4 down against St Helens, they're not They're not coming back from that, are they?
0: No, but I think it'll still be quite a convincing win for Saints. Um, even though there's no Percival, twins his hamstring again. Uh, no Parsi, obviously, because of the head knock. And no Morgan Knowles, who is uh, still out with, I think it's his thumb. He had an operation on his thumb, um, but I think Saints will still win by eighteen.
1: At this point, as well, at Hulk Care versus Saints, we should point out as well it's the Mossy it's the Mossy Masai round this yes, week. Yes, well. it
0: is. Yeah, so um, you can buy a virtual ticket, I think, can't you? And it's, you can donate um, x amount of pounds um, by by texting the number. We'll put it on the Twitter because unfortunately, I unfortunately haven't got it in front of me, so I will put the the link. Um, onto the Twitter page and then obviously anybody that can donate is obviously um, massively appreciated I'm sure. I did
1: some work with Samoa in the 2013 World Cup. I don't know if I ever mentioned it to you.
0: You've mentioned it a few times.
1: Well, uh, they played away at um, away. They were actually doing Samoa. <laughs> well, they played there. They were based in Warrington. That's why I said they were away. Yeah. And they played Papua New Guinea at uh, in Hull, uh, they played at Hull KR, mm-hmm. and they stayed over in Hull, stayed over in the night. Um, so they, they were in the hotel, and, and they said, "Andy, we, Andy, we take us to McDonald's." <laughs> and we had this sort of people carrier thing. Um, they said, "We take us to McDonald's." And oh, come on, it's like late. They went, "No, no, we need something to eat. We're really hungry." I said, "You've had stuff after the match." I went, "No, I was still hungry," and. Anyway, then so I took them in this people carrier and there was like seven Samoans cramped up in this in this people carrier of which Mossy Masai was one of them. Um and C.S. Soliolo was there, David Fialongo is one or two others. Um uh, uh Joey Luluai, Leilua, sorry. Um there was there was a couple there. Anyway. Um Mossy then proceeded to order Something along the lines of six Big Macs, <laughs> twenty chicken nuggets, four lots of fries, uh, and it was just absolutely piled up. And I'm not kidding you; he polished off the lot. I have never seen anybody eat as many McDonald's, as much McDonald in one sitting as Mossy Masai. Hungry work playing rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> it was for him, yeah. But uh, but what a but you know what what a what a gentle giant! What an absolutely, what an absolutely lovely bloke. Always had a smile on his face. Um, always had time for, um, always had time for everybody. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, and it's just, it's just tragic that's uh, And I'm, I'm just glad that he's. Well, I thought it was recovery till I watched that program, mm. the Mossi Mossi documentary, where it's not. And it's it's just tragic the 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 sort of life that he lives at the moment. And I just hope that he can recover further, he can walk better, he can have a better quality of life. Yeah. Um but he but that memory will um that memory will always stay with me. Yeah. Um and that and the fact that I then drove him uh because he was signing for St Helens the season after, and that and I drove him to the stadium um to have a look round because they were only in Warrington, um, so I have. In fact, we'll tweet. I'll tweet my picture of me and Mossy Masai. Excellent. Um, and uh, I'm not the biggest person in the world, but I just I felt like Warwick Davis. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, and um, so that was the first picture of uh, of Mossy on uh, on Saints ground with you, with me. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, but uh, I, I yeah. So we wish him well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Uh,
1: so, but your prediction for the uh, Mossy masai round, Hulk KR versus Saints?
0: Uh, Saints 18, I reckon.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Saints by 24.
0: Okay. Um, Warrington and Lee?
1: That's a difficult one because Warrington weren't great. Lee, are they. Have they. Have Are they. Are Lee looking now at like, oh, well, we've gone in on a, on a blaze of glory, we're playing on adrenaline. We haven't won. Did they drop off from that against Warrington? And Warrington want pr- a point to prove because they had a really poor result. So in that case, I'm going for a turnaround, and I'm going for Warrington by 14.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think Warrington are rubbish. So I'm going to say Lee by six.
1: Okay. Well, that that's yeah. Okay i it now. It. It's not like, have you said it? Have you said, said it? it? Well, let's see. Yeah, we we'll might revisit that like my Huddersfield prediction.
0: That's well, only one week, so... Yeah. Leeds
1: versus Castleford?
0: Um, Castleford, I think, look really good and I think with the injuries that, that Leeds have still got, I think Cass um, will find it fairly easy. I think they might win, I think, Cass 14
1: yeah cast fans hate Leeds as well, don't they? I'm
0: not quite sure where this rivalry comes from. I thought Wake,
1: I thought it would have been Wakefield, but so did I, but they seem to really hate Leeds with a passion, don't they?
0: yeah, I'm not quite sure everybody
1: hates isn't. Leeds about something though, don't they
0: <laughs> Yes <laughs> <laughs> it's true
1: there's only there's only people from Leeds don't hate Leeds, isn't they?
0: yeah, I think that's a well known fact yeah
1: I think so i I agree with you. I'm gonna go Castleford, but I'm gonna go by eight,
0: okay. Uh, Salford and Hull up next.
1: Impressed by Hull last week. Impressed by the halfback combination. I think Sneed and Reynolds looked really good. I think they had a they had a good pack to work behind. Um, I think there could be real dark horses this year. Hull. I think they looked they looked pretty solid. Um, I think you're right in what you said about Salford throwing everything at Saints, but they didn't look to have a lot of cutted edge. So I think Hull by eighteen.
0: Yeah, um I, I, I think exactly the same, like you say. the the they, look, they looked better than the score I suggested against Saints, but I, I'm not quite sure how many ideas they've got going forward. Um I think they'll score a few more points against Hull. Um but like you say, Hull look good. Um so I'm gonna say Hull sixteen.
1: And finally, this week, Hull versus uh, sorry, Huddersfield versus Catalan.
0: That, that's a tricky one, isn't it? After watching Huddersfield. Uh, I said Hull now because of you.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. it's good uh, we've been talking about them. Yeah,
0: um, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. After watching Huddersfield um, last week, that, that's, that becomes a bit more difficult, I think. Um, I think if Caesars back, that gives them a bit of an edge. Um, Catalan, like I said before, um, are always a bit on or off when they were away from home. I think if Caesar's back, uh, which I think he is, I'm going to say Huddersfield by four.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you. The the Caesar equation. Um, they really need him back, don't they? Definitely, they need him back, and they need they need the new forwards to be. Uh, I'm thinking people like Joe Greenwood. Yeah, um, they need him to be uh, Josh Jones.
0: Fo. Yeah,
1: they need them to be firing a little bit more. Good pronunciation by the way. Thanks. But they need them to be um firing on more cylinders than they were last week. Yeah. So I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna go Huddersfield by ten.
0: Huddersfield we'll by ten. There we have it. And that just about I think that wraps, wraps us up, wraps us up it? for this week. And
1: um, I think um wherever you're going this week, or wherever you're watching, enjoy your rugby league. Um because round 2 promises to be just as spectacular i think as round 1 and it's great to have us back and uh, i'm ju- i'm just glad we can uh, we can look forward to a a full program again this week
0: absolutely I'm, uh, it feels good to have rugby league back uh, absolutely
1: so it's a, it's a goodbye from me
0: and it is goodbye from me. Uh, we shall see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at LooseforwardPod. And anything you want us to talk about, we'll we'll uh, we'll get in touch and have a discussion. So we'll see y'all next week.